Welcome to the Harbor Church Podcast. Harbor's here to connect people with Jesus and with each other. If you're looking to get connected, you can find more info at harborchurch.com. Now, here's this week's message from Pastor Josh. Ryan! Good morning! What's up, Harbor Church? Man, I hope uh, you like the new intro video for the new series that we're kicking off today. Uh, man, that song's going to be stuck in your head all morning, and uh, I hope it is. I hope it's uh, it was a fun little way to start off our service today. Wanted to say welcome. If uh, you're tuning in and checking us out for the first time, maybe you don't know me. My name is Josh. I'm the pastor here at Harbor Church, and I'm so glad that uh, you're, you're checking us out, that you're joining us that way, and, and just for being a part of services with us this morning. Um, I hope you enjoyed some of that worship. We'll sing another song again at the end, but uh, as we have kind of entered into a new time here. This uh, last couple of uh, weeks have been a little hectic and, and a little uncertain. And what we've done is we've moved all of our in-person uh, congregation time together, services and whatnot. We've moved it all online so that you can still be a part of what God is doing and uh, be a part of worshiping together. We're going to kind of continue to learn and grow and worship God and talk about him and talk about how he impacts our lives. And so today we're looking at uh, the idea of how can we be more brave? How can God call us to being brave? What does that look like? I want you to think real quick, when you were a kid, what were you afraid of? A lot of you are tuning in online, so I don't get a chance to have the feedback like I normally do, but why don't you drop some comments? One, let us know where you're watching from. Let us know uh, where you're at and where, uh, you know, where, where you're tuning in from. But then um, also say hi to everybody, but then let us know what you were afraid of. Let's talk about like, what were we afraid of when we were a kid? What was the hardest thing for you to be brave about? Like, was it, uh, you were afraid of the dark. You were afraid of something under your bed. You were afraid to eat vegetables. I don't know. Like it's spiders, it's whatever. Maybe some of the things that you used to be afraid of, you're still afraid of. Here's what it says in the dictionary in defining bravery. When it talks about what does it look like for us to be brave? It's a bravery is a noun and it means courageous behavior or character. It means the ability to do something that frightens one strength in the face of pain or grief. So to be brave. Uh, what does the Bible have to say about us being brave? One of my favorite verses and something you might want to write down, one to remember. It says this in Joshua, great book, uh, great name, obviously. Um, Joshua 1.9, it says, have I not commanded you? Haven't I told you? Haven't I made this like clear to you, Josh? Have I not commanded you to be strong and courageous, to be brave? I've commanded you to be brave. Do not be frightened. Do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Man, what a powerful verse. What, a, uh, like, what an important thing for us to remember during this time. When there's a lot of reasons to be scared, when there's a lot of reasons to be worried. Um, in the weeks to come, we're going to talk about what it looks like when certain people throughout scriptures showed some real bravery, showed some real courage. And we're going to look at specific examples and how we can learn from them and how we can relate to them. Today, we're just going to talk in general about the whole idea of bravery. And so uh, I want you to key in on a couple of key parts. And one of them leads off of Joshua 9.1. The whole um, uh, the theme verse for this whole series, and maybe you saw the the graphic, uh, it's kind of weird, this lion's head on a person's body. We get that from Proverbs 28, verse number one. And we'll put the verses at the bottom, but if you have a Bible, you should open your Bible and follow along uh, so that you can be reading it even when we're not having services. If you need a Bible, 
Tell us, drop that in the comments. We'll mail you, we, we will mail you a Bible for free if you let us know where to send it to. We want you to have your own Bible, a, a physical Bible, but you can also just uh, look at the verses below. Our theme verse for this series is, comes from Proverbs 28, verse number one. The wicked run away when no one is chasing them, but the godly, they are as bold as lions. They're brave, they're courageous, they're, they're, they're fearless. They, they, they have this ability to go into the fight, to go towards the trouble and, and stand strong. When everybody else is running away, this is what God's called us to. And so if, you, if you're going to take notes, and I would, I would encourage you to try to remember some of this, I'll give you a couple of key points. First off is that, number one, being brave isn't optional. He, says, he said in Joshua 1.9, have I not commanded you? Have I not told you? Is this not something that I've told you you need to do? So being brave, this isn't an option for us. If you're not being brave right now, if you're freaking out, if you're panicking, you got to remember that's not from God. That's not the spirit that he's given you. So if, you, if, if you're sitting there going, well, being brave is just for a select few. That's just for people who handle pressure better than I handle it. No, no, you're commanded. This is not optional. You need to be brave. You need to go forward being brave. So that's point number one. Point number two is that bravery doesn't need other people. Now, this is hard because I know some of you are introverts and loners, and you're like, yeah, I don't need anybody else. That's not what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to tell you that to, to be brave, you do not have to wait for other people to be brave alongside of you. Now, God's called us into community. One of the reasons we're doing this, we're trying to connect with people, no matter even if we are quarantined and locked in our houses, we are still getting together. Um, and that's why I want you to leave comments and, and let us know how you're doing and let other people see what you're thinking and tell me what you think about the message. Tell me what you're scared of. Tell me what these verses mean to you. But uh, as much as community can help us, sometimes we act like, well, I'm only going to do something if somebody else starts it, if somebody else does it, if somebody else is brave first. And if somebody else takes the stand, then I'll come behind them. Sometimes God calls you to do it, and, you, you, and there may not be somebody else to come alongside of you. Here's what it says in Psalms 139. Uh, this is something that David wrote. In verse number three, he says, You see me when I travel and when I rest at home. I thought that was pretty appropriate. He sees us even stuck at home. Um, but he goes on to describe where, how God is there. He goes, you know everything I do. You know what I'm going to say even before I say it, Lord. You go before me and you follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to understand. I can never escape from your spirit. Please underline that. I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. If I go up to heaven, you're there. If I go down to the grave, you're there. If I ride the wings of the morning, if I dwell by the farthest oceans, even there your hand will guide me and your strength will support me. I could ask the darkness to hide me and the light around me would become night. But even in the darkness, I cannot hide from you. To you, the night shines as bright as day and the darkness and light are the same to you. And what David is describing both good and maybe bad, is that you can never hide from God. Like, you're never alone. Um, that should be comforting when you're, when you're scared, when you feel lonely, when, you're, when, when you, you feel like, like you've been abandoned, when you feel like nobody else is there for you. It should bring you comfort to know God is always there. He sees you even in the darkest moments, in the, in the, the, the worst spots. He, he knows that. He's there with you. And that's also meant to be kind of a, a motivator. Like, we can't get away from God. You don't get to sneak away and do your own thing. God sees you. He sees you when you're thinking, when you think that you can get away with something. You can't. He knows all of it. 
And, and this is to remind you, not to scare you, but to encourage you that he, he won't ever leave your side. He won't ever abandon you. This is what something that Jesus was trying to teach his disciples when he told them in John chapter 14. He's talking to his guys and he says, boys, listen up. If you love me, obey my commandments. I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate, give you somebody besides me, is what Jesus is saying. And the person that he gives you will never leave you. That he's talking about the Holy Spirit there. When Jesus is telling his disciples, Jesus is getting ready to leave the earth and leave them. But he says, you're going to get an advocate who will never leave you. So you need to understand that bravery doesn't need other people. You can be brave because the Bible says that if you are with God, if you have a relationship with Christ, you have the Holy Spirit living inside of you. And the Holy Spirit doesn't ever leave you. Now you might grieve the Holy Spirit when you screw up, when you intentionally sin. But the Holy Spirit doesn't leave you. He doesn't abandon you. He's, he's called to be a helper to us in John chapter 16. And we're going to be in John 16 uh, for a couple of verses. But in verse number 5, this is Jesus talking. He goes, but now I'm going away. This is him telling his disciples, I'm going away uh, to the one who sent me. I'm going back to the Father. And not one of you guys is asking me where I'm going. Instead, you, you're grieving, you're upset because of what I've told you. But in fact, now check this out. In fact, it's best for you. It's the best case scenario for you that I go. It's better that I leave you. How, would, how does that make sense? Jesus, how is it better that you leave us? Is what the disciples are thinking. And Jesus is going, it's better for me to go away because when I leave, then you get this new advocate. You get the Holy Spirit. He goes, if I don't go away, the advocate won't come. But if I do go away, then I'll send him to you. So when I go back to the Father, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit for you. If you're a believer... If you embrace Jesus Christ as, as, the, as who he says he was, the son of God, the one who died for us, if you believe that, the Holy Spirit comes to live inside of you. And then you get to take God with you everywhere is what he's saying. And when he comes, he'll convict the world of its sin. This is talking about the power of the Holy Spirit and of God's righteousness and of the coming judgment. So how does the Holy Spirit help us? How does this make us more brave? What do, what do we do with that? Well, if you continue on in John 16... It says this in verse number 12. There is so much more I want to tell you. This is Jesus trying to talk to his disciples. I want to tell you so much, but you can't, you're, you're not ready for it. You're, you just, you're, you're not going to be able to handle it. He says, so much more I want to tell you. When the spirit of truth comes, when you get this Holy Spirit, he will guide you into all truth. He will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. This is, this is Jesus telling them the Holy Spirit's going to come and he's going to guide you. Here's the third, port, third point I want you to, to note this morning. And maybe you're taking notes, maybe you're writing them down. Point one, being brave isn't optional, is optional. And point two was that bravery doesn't need other people. But point three is this. Being brave is possible because direction is available. And the direction comes from the Holy Spirit. He says the Holy Spirit will guide you. Later in Galatians chapter 5, um, and we'll be in Galatians a couple times. Galatians is a, is a very cool book. So open up to Galatians 5 and then keep your finger there. We'll come back to it in, in a minute as well. But in verse number 16, it says, So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Let him be this teacher to you. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. You have this, this desire to do wrong. That's your sin nature. 
It says the sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the spirit wants. The spirit wants you to do right. You want to do wrong. And he says, and the, the spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. Those two forces are constantly fighting each other. So you're not free to carry out your good intentions. But if you listen to the Holy Spirit, he will guide your lives. John chapter 14, verses number 26 through 27 say this. When the Father sends the advocate, once again, this is the Holy Spirit. When the Father sends the Holy Spirit, um, he, the Holy Spirit, the advocate, will teach you everything. He's designed to be our teacher. He's designed to be the one that gives us this guidance. We can be brave because we don't have to figure out what comes tomorrow. Some of you are freaking out, and I get that. It's scary not knowing. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow either. The only one who knows is God, but that's what gives me peace. That's what allows me to, to rest a little bit, is that I don't have to have it all figured out. God has got it figured out. God knows what's coming next, and if I'll let the Holy Spirit teach me, guide me, direct me, man, I don't have to be... I don't have to be so scared. I don't have to be so concerned. What's going to happen with my finances? What's going to happen with my loved ones? What's going to happen with my job? Is it going to be there? Is, is it going to be able to make it? What about my work? Uh, maybe some, Maybe you own your own business. How, how am I going to cover this? All this. We got a million questions, the what ifs. And without the Holy Spirit, without a relationship with Christ, how do we really be brave? How do we courageously go forward into an area that scares us? Well, the Holy Spirit gives us that direction. If we acknowledge God and put him first, he guides our paths. Now, here's something I've had to learn. It may not be he tells you everything that's coming. He may not tell you every step that's happening for the next 20 years. He may not even tell you what the next 20 days looks like. He may just be simply saying, trust me today, right now in this moment. Trust me. Here's your direction. Follow me. Stay close to me. It's dark. It's scary. I get that. But if you have me, you can be brave because you know at least your next step is to stay close to Jesus. And wherever he leads, you stay with him. He's not going to lead you in the wrong way. So that brings bravery, that guidance, that direction. What else does the Holy Spirit do? I'm glad you asked. Acts chapter 1, verse number 5. John baptized you with water, just in the, but in a few days you're going to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And he says the Holy Spirit's going to come on you. And check this out, verse number 8. You will receive power. Somebody say power. I didn't hear you, so type power. Come on. I'm going to get some power out of the Holy Spirit when he comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the uttermost parts of the earth, and the other ends of the earth. You can go everywhere from the power that the Holy Spirit brings you. Here's what I want you to get. This, we're going to talk about individual acts of bravery here in the next few weeks. And it's going to be cool because you're going to find some stories you may not have ever heard of in the Bible and how people responded in very brave ways and how we can as well. If you're going to get all of that, you need to come back to the beginning to where it starts with a relationship with God. You invite Jesus in, the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. The Holy Spirit makes it so that you don't have to have a ton of people around you to go forward. Now, I want to say this again. God's designed us for community. You need to get into a connect group. If you're not, go to our website and sign up for a connect group. And do, even though we're stuck in our houses, just do a Zoom meeting with some people. I don't care if it's from around the country, around your neighborhood, here on the Cape, wherever. 
just get together, do some community because it's good for you to be around each other and to encourage other people. Maybe you need it or maybe they need to hear from you because they need to be encouraged. But the Holy Spirit makes it so that you don't have to have people with you all the time to be brave. You can be brave even if you're isolated, even if you're quarantined. And the Holy Spirit gives you that direction. But that this is the, the final point I'm making today and then we're done. Bravery is just the beginning. That's point number four. Bravery is just the beginning. Remember what God has called us to. When he gives you this Holy Spirit, when he puts this Spirit in you, he's, 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 he's empowering you to go, so much, to go and do so much more. I've said this verse a couple of times, and I want to keep reminding you, uh, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse number 7. It says that God hasn't given you a spirit of fear. He gave you a spirit, but that spirit wasn't fear. It wasn't being timid and scared and shy. It wasn't being uh, anxious about everything. It wasn't about being nervous. It wasn't about panic. He says, I've given you not the spirit of fear and timidity, but a spirit of power. And not just power. Not just being brave. Not just being courageous, but also a spirit that will give you love and help you to have a sound mind or self-discipline. If you read Romans chapter 15, I read this to you last week. Remember what it said. I pray, this is verse number 13 of Romans chapter 15. I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with the confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. There is so much power to do more, to go, to not just find power for bravery, but to find power for being brave and courageous, but being loving, to being a conqueror, to being uh, a good testimony, to being more patient with somebody. I mean, these are all things that, that, that it empowers you to do. So don't just limit yourself to, to looking for just bravery. I think it starts by putting on a, a brave face and walking forward courageously into the things that scare us and the things we don't know. But I think it goes beyond that. Here's a verse I want you to just love and just like, man, tattoo it on your forehead if you need to, for crying out loud. 1 John 4, 4. 1 John 4, 4 says this. You belong to God, my dear children. You've already won a victory over those people because, why? Because the spirit who lives in you is greater. Somebody type out greater. Come on, type it out. First one there wins. Come on, greater. The spirit that is in you is greater. Now, somebody type it in all caps with some freaking exclamation points. Come on. Greater, greater is the spirit that's in you than all of the stuff that's in this world. Everything that we got to face when Satan's coming at us, when discouragement is hitting us, when fear is knocking us down, you can go, God, you've, you've put a spirit in me that is greater. You are greater then all of my troubles, all of my fears, all of the things that I can't make sense out of, all the things that scare me, you're greater. And now all of a sudden we begin to find that bravery. We begin to find that courage. We begin to find what it is that God's called us to. It's, it's this fuel for bravery, but it also pushes us past that, as I've said. There's so much more. Galatians 5, I told you we'd come back to Galatians 5. Verse number 19 says this. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, when you don't, Listen to the Spirit. When you don't have the Spirit in there, don't, don't be surprised that you don't have bravery. Don't be surprised that you don't have the good stuff. Actually, you should recognize that when you give into your flesh, as we read earlier, your flesh and your spirit are at odds. If you give into your flesh, it says this, your sinful nature, the results of it are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, 
selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. This describes what a lot of people are feeling themselves pulled towards during a time of isolation and quarantine and all this stuff that's coming along. This is about the only thing that some people have to look for is that, that list that I just read. And he says, tell, let me tell you again, as I have before, let anyone that's living that sort of a life is not going to inherit the kingdom of God. You have to have the Spirit be led by the Spirit. When you do, verse number 22, the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit. So that other list is your flesh. If you're giving into the Holy Spirit, this is the list that you can have. This should be the descriptor. This is called the fruit of the Spirit. It's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There's no law against these kind of things. And it goes on to say in verse 24, those who belong to Jesus have nailed the passion and desires of their sinful nature to his cross, and they've been crucified with him there. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Let us follow the, the Spirit's leading. So once again, it's going back to can we, can we trust this spirit in us to guide us, to teach us, to lead us? Can we allow the fruits of the spirit to be what we're known for? What if your neighbors saw love and joy and peace? What if your kids or the people that you're trapped in a house with saw patience and long suffering? What if your coworkers who are Skyping in or Zoom or whatever, they're, 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 they're seeing somebody else that just, has a confidence, has a bravery, has a courage, has a compassionate spirit, has a, a, a little bit of joy. That Man, that'll blow their mind. And you can have that, not because you're awesome, but because God is awesome. And if you allowed him to, to live in and, and through you. And let me remind you, and I'll end on this. 1 Thessalonians 5.19 says, Don't quench the spirit or stifle the spirit. Don't. Push that down. When the Holy Spirit's trying to lead you, when the Holy Spirit's trying to, to move you forward, don't squash that. Don't bury that. Instead, go, God, how would you bring this stuff out in me? How would you have this good fruit of the Spirit come out? If, I, if I'm going to be brave in a time when other people are scared, if I'm going to be courageous, if I'm going to be bold like a lion, what does that look like? God, how can I do that? Then I, I one, need to know that I, I'm called to that, that I don't get to sit back and freak out like everybody else. I'm called to lead by example. I'm called to do the hard thing. I'm called to, to go forward even if it doesn't make sense. And I don't have to have people with me. If everybody else is panicking, maybe you're the only believer in your family. Maybe you're the only Christian in your workplace. Maybe you're the only person you know that's reading your Bible or tr trusting God right now. That's okay. You're not really alone. The Holy Spirit's with you no matter where you go. And he says he'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. He's there for you. Not only can you do that, but you can go, God, you give me the next step. And if you read your Bible, if you jump in to reading your Bible, let me encourage you. Every morning we're putting out a daily directional. If you're looking for direction for your life, you're going to find it in God's word. And we're taking verses every morning and just putting them out on an email. If you go to our website and sign up for that, we'll send you an email every morning just to remind you, hey, here's what God's doing and here's a way you can just go forward in this. And what we're looking for is we're looking for a time where we can say, God, direct me, guide me. And I believe it won't just end with bravery. I believe 
that as I learn as I learn to trust you and let you teach me and guide me, it's going to result in more than just a little bit of courage during a rough time. Because this this series isn't about coronavirus. This series is about what would God have you do for the next week, in the next year, and the rest of your life. How do you be bold and brave and courageous? Well, instead of squashing or stifling the the, the spirit, feed it and say, God, let me memorize some verses let me read let me pray let me develop this inside of me let me not give into my flesh but instead feed my spirit if you do that what if this little bit of quarantine time is simply god giving us a chance to kind of be refreshed man we have a few weeks where we can just focus extra on god and what he has for us and what he's calling us to do and maybe god is saying why don't, you, why don't you develop some good habits of prayer and reading and watch what I do through you. Watch what I build up in you. There are some scared people right now watching me. There are some of you that, are, that are, don't know what's coming tomorrow. There's some, some of you that the idea of being brave and bold like a lion mystifies you, scares you. It, 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 it makes you think there's no way that could be you. And I'm telling you this morning, this is what God has for you. I'm telling you right now that God has called you to be strong and courageous. It wasn't just for Joshua. It's for you. It's for anyone who will embrace Christ. We can go boldly. We can make our requests known boldly. We can live out boldly in front of people. We can have a passion for what it is that God's called us to do. Why don't we have that testimony in all of our online interactions and all the people we're talking to at home and everything that comes out of this. Let's walk out of this quarantine. Let's walk out of this coronavirus time. Whenever this is over, let's come out of it being stronger believers who are much more filled with the Holy Spirit, much more brave, and all of that other list because we're trusting God. Will you pray with me this morning? Let me pray for you. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord God, thank you for every person that's watching, every person that's listening, every person under the sound of my voice. Thank you for the opportunity to know you. Thank you for the opportunity to read uh, your word where you said you'll never abandon us. God, I'm praying for the person who's under the sound of my voice. Maybe they're on the listening to the podcast, maybe they're watching a video, maybe this is uh, an old message that they're tuning into a long time from now. But God, if 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 you would speak to the hearts of the people that are listening to draw them to you. You've said that it, you, you came to die for us. You loved us so much that you died for us to forgive us of our sins. If we'll just believe that, if we'll embrace you, if we'll just accept that not only were you the son of God, but that you, you can erase every sin we've ever committed if we'll trust you as our Lord and Savior. God, I pray for the person under the sound of my voice that needs to do that right now. I pray that they would not only ask for forgiveness and embrace what it, what it feels like to have you completely wipe away all of their sin record, to completely give them a, a clean start. But God, I pray that they would invite you to be their Lord and Savior, to be the, the one in the driver's seat, that they would in, invite you in to, 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 to start calling the shots for their life. And God, I pray for the people that are listening right now that needed to be reminded that, that if they believed on you, and I know there's a lot of people listening, who have had a profession of faith. They've, they, they had a time where they invited you into their life or they put their faith in you. And maybe it was weeks ago, months ago, maybe it's been years or decades. But God, we need to be reminded that when we invite you in as our Lord and Savior, we have the Holy Spirit living inside of us and that you haven't called us to panic. You haven't called us to freak out. You haven't called us to be selfish. You haven't called us to be mean or short-tempered. You haven't called us to do anything other than to exemplify 
Jesus Christ. And so, God, we claim the power, that boldness and bravery, and, God, that leading and direction that you said you would give us. Would you guide us through dark times? Would you help us know what your will is? Would you give us the strength and the patience and the joy and the peace that comes from knowing you? And let us be uh, that kind of example to everybody. God, would you give that power to the people that are listening right now? Um, God, would you give us that gr- your grace and your mercy in this time? We ask all of this in your precious and holy name. Amen. If you'd like to support the ministries of Harbor as we bring the hope of Jesus to our community and around the world, you can visit harborchurch.com give or text any amount to 84321. Thanks for listening. See you next week.